Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. I'm really happy that uh, the Jeremy from Mad Science and Barbecue stuck around because, I, you know, not even barbecue in itself is very interesting, but the path of YouTube and how this mm-hmm. whole thing, right? It's Unfolded. a very yeah. the yeah. world has changed in yeah. the last few oh, years. Amazing, amazing. I don't even I don't know about you. I don't really even watch what we think of as television anymore. No, I honestly only watch YouTube, and I think that's how more people and you get hooked. Yeah, you get yeah. Hooked. You go down rabbit holes so and you how, find. How did you build this? I mean. Geez, you know, you have to bottle it and sell it. I mean, this is great. Yeah, so the, the YouTube thing. Erica, I think you said. <laughs> yeah, Eric, Erica's a big part of it. Um, She's but the wife. <laughs> the, the YouTube thing, a lot of people pay attention to um, the, they're worried about the algorithm, and we have to use these tags in the video, mm-hmm. and we have to make sure that we use this word in the mm-hmm. title, and they're trying to analyze everything to death. Um, and I did zero of that. Essentially, all I did was, I'm gonna make videos that I would want to watch. So I'm gonna answer a question that I you know, genuinely have, and I will find it interesting, and I hope that other people who are barbecue nerds will find it interesting as well. So I didn't try to do anything that maybe somebody in marketing would say, you do this, then this. It was simply about, I'm gonna try to create the content that I like, and I hope other people like and it too. And that's once weekly? How, how often do you do this? We try to a do once one. per week. Okay. Once per week, yeah. And so you have to develop content for every week. Every uh, every week's a new question that you come up with, right? Uh, usually, sometimes it'll be just how to cook a brisket, right? And yeah. so right now I'm working on uh, how to cook a brisket on a pellet smoker to make it as good as possible. Because there are going to be changes in the technique versus on an offset smoker or if you have a and, Weber Smoky Mountain or how, whatever. And how do people find you and then do you accept suggestions from your audience? Uh, I do. So people can find me on YouTube as just Mad Scientist BBQ. And then uh, I also have a, a Patreon where I get to interact with people uh, a lot more. And so, like on my Instagram, if anybody sends me something on Instagram, it's not that I don't care what you have to say, it's just that I get so many messages, I could never get through them all. Sure. And so I set up the Patreon as a way to interact with viewers, and it automatically eliminates the trolls. And oh. so you have real meaningful you know, interaction yeah. with barbecue nerds. And so, there are a number of things. So last night on Patreon, somebody suggested, well, if you want charcoal flavor in your pellet smoker, what you can do is actually just light a few coals and put it under the diffuser plate and you get charcoal flavor and the pellets are doing the cooking. You know, yeah. so and I want to try that out. Oh, yeah, sure. So how, how much meat do you cook a week? Like you cook, I, I mean, because you do this out of your, you do these videos at your home. Yeah. So you don't have a, you know industrial kitchen. So what do you, A, how much do you cook and what do you do with it all? Uh, okay. So um, I made friends with the neighbors. Yeah, um, I bet you are good friends yeah. with them. Do housing values rise around you because of all the brisket? Is that like in housing descriptions? We want that school and we want that yeah. barbecue guy. Yeah, so uh, I probably cook maybe an average of 20 pounds of meat a week. Which is a lot. I mean, that's a, that's right. a, a, that's a sizable amount of meat for like a, just a family. Right, right. So uh, there's that and then any meat that I cooked that you know, I eat in addition. But so the, the issue for me is I have to try things, investigate things, and then decide what am I, what am I gonna film mm-hmm. and put out there. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried things that are complete disasters. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna film that and put that out. That's just a waste of everyone's time. Um, sometimes you can have things that are so spectacular, so spectacularly catastrophic that it's worth filming <laughs> and putting <laughs> out there. That. Do you do it, but like, let's say you like this brisket recipe you're talking about yep. doing. You know, do you do it a couple times before you record it? Just to kind of see? Yeah, so for me to dial in the brisket technique on the pellet smoker is, um, you know, there are a lot of iterations. So I'll, I'll keep everything identical and adjust only one thing, right? So I'm gonna figure out, okay, I'm gonna 
leave the humidity the same, I'm going to leave the rub the same, I'm going to leave the position of the brisket on the smoker the same, and I'm just going to play with the temperature. I'm going to start at, say, 180 for the first three hours just to try to build in smoke flavor, and then I'm going to dial the temperature up to try to render fat and hydrolyze the collagen and all that stuff. Uh, so I'll change one thing at a time until I'm satisfied with the end result, and then that's what I'll present to people, like, try this. This is the best way I've found. You made the mistake so they don't have to. Dude, right. you, you're, that's a hell of a commitment. It's like a big commitment of time. Yeah, like, I mean, that's that. like a full-time job. I, I don't know how, yeah. I mean, think about how many combinations you got to go through sure. to get it just the way you want it. Right, changing one when thing. Erica, when he finally gets to bed about 11 o'clock at night, does he smell like barbecue? <laughs> 11 a.m., right? <laughs> 11 a.m., 4 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new cologne. Yeah. Hey, so you probably know more than anybody about this, but I know we're in this you know, crazy economic times. The price of meat is going through the roof. Are you, that must have really impacted you more than just, other than a restaurant, that must really impact you. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you would think that it would really impact me, but it hasn't as much uh, for two reasons. Number one is the volume of food that I cook now is much less than it used to be. Sure. So in, oh, yeah. in California, in a month, I might cook, uh, say, three to 5,000 pounds of meat, right? So I didn't think barbecue was a thing out there, but I don't spend much time out west. They love it, huh? Well, so barbecue is so primal that people yeah. like it, mm-hmm. sure. you know, no matter where you go. It yeah. doesn't matter really the culture, but if you're cooking meat with fire, mm-hmm. there's something so... It's reptilian. It's in our brain. Exactly. Reptilian. Yeah, yeah, I mean, reptilian. when you, when you smell meat and smoke, <laughs> you salivate. Me <laughs> want. <laughs> me want. Body, yeah, your biological <laughs> reflexes take over. It's like a heartbeat. Yeah, so the, the first issue is uh, the volume of food that I cook now is far less than what it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, and then also now I have uh, the opportunity to work with a bunch of meat companies who are like, hey, can we send you some food? Can we send you some food? Can you send you some food? Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, usually I say no um, just because I don't want to be beholden to a bunch of people. I would much Uh, rather buy their product, and if I think this stuff is amazing, then I'll say, yeah, you can send me stuff. Is it awkward when someone sends you something? You know, I I know there's a lot of people who do, you know, reviews on YouTube, and uh, people will send them stuff, and then you have to review it and go, this wasn't very good. (laughs) It's it's kind of awkward. Yeah, kind of awkward. Right. Well, so there's sometimes that... I'll do that, but it's always, I bought the thing. Right. If right. somebody ever sends me something for free, I never want to trash what they... Sure. What, Just don't talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if somebody right. so, sends me a smoker that I really don't care for, I'll give them my feedback. I say, okay, I think you could really improve this by doing X, Y, and Z, but I don't want to trash what they're doing oh, because yeah. for me, the more interest in barbecue, the more you mm-hmm. equip people to cook meat with fire, the more I'm a fan of what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. What about your future? What, what are you going to do with this? Uh, just keep doing what you're doing? Are you so busy you can't even think about the future? Or what, what's your plan? That's a good question. Um, I'm not 100% sure. As I kind of stumbled into doing this, uh, I, did, I didn't have the end goal lined out, right? So I didn't, I didn't have like a long-term perspective on, on, on how it's all going to be. Uh, I do want to continue to do things in barbecue uh, for as long as I can just because I'm passionate about it. I love it. Uh, I don't think – I'll just say it this way. So people have been cooking meat with fire for thousands of years, and they don't know everything there is to know about it. I don't think I will personally be able to exhaust everything that there is to learn about barbecue Mm -hmm. in the rest of my lifetime. And so I want to keep pursuing that as much as I can. You know, I like this kind of new thing where, what about Oculus and VR, where like you put on some things and you actually do a brisket with you in VR, you know, like in this metaverse thing coming up. That seems like a really cool idea. I hadn't even thought of that. Hand-on-hand instruction. Yeah, okay. interesting. Yeah, I, I'm planning the to host turning. a couple. Yeah, I'm planning to host a couple barbecue classes because, like, 
being able to see the meat, like actually take a brisket from start to finish, um, you know, like the tactile sensation of, oh, this is what rendered fat feels like. You know, I was thinking there's no real replacement for that. I can show you what I do in a condensed form in a video, but if you actually do it, then you'll know by experience rather than just being told. And that's a really interesting idea. Maybe they could get that experience mm -hmm. without yeah. actually having to be there. I mean, it's coming, I think, in that kind of one-on-one -on -one hand oh, instruction, yeah. but you could be first, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you could always go the meat only fans route. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, you know, listen, there's, there's, a, there's something for everybody. You know, watching someone cook brisket on OnlyFans, there's, that's someone's thing. I don't know who. <laughs> I know. But that's someone's thing, and they'll pay 10 bucks a month for it. Yeah. So. You got it. Yeah, right. If you get out there enough and get it, known. As someone who, like, I cook... I don't barbecue. I, I grill, but I don't really bar. I don't, and I don't consider grilling barbecue. If I'm using propane and I'm just grilling, you know. So I try to draw a distinction. I would like to get into barbecue. What? Give me some equipment. Okay, I know you you test a lot of equipment. What's a good entry level thing? To, do I want a pellet smoker? Do I want a Komodo? Do I want like what? What do I want to start my barbecue journey? Sure. So, the. There are two recommendations I give to most people. One is a pellet smoker, simply for the people who don't want to mess with actually dealing with mm -hmm. a fire at all. Mm -hmm. um, but they tend to be kind of temperamental and they don't usually work very well until you spend a significant amount of money on one. Um, if you want something that will work really well, it's pretty cheap, but involves messing with the fire, which I like, mm -hmm. you could get something like a Weber Smoky Mountain. So for, I don't know, it's something like 400 bucks, mm -hmm. you can have uh, a smoker in your backyard, mm. not a big footprint, but you know, it's won hundreds of barbecue competitions. Uh, it produces good flavor. I wouldn't say the best flavor, but if you want to do real barbecue and you don't want to spend a ton of money, I'd say the Weber Smoky Mountain is your best bet as, as the entry point. A lot of times the entry point is just that, just the entry. And then people right. think, well, I need to have one of these and I have to have one of these and I need a, an offset smoker too. Yeah, is not? it one of those things where I find myself I b I'll buy the cheapest thing mm -hmm. and then wish I had and wish I had bought a level yeah. up and yeah. I, yeah. I I think that's probably dollars isn't much well, if you not for really something good it. not yeah. for something I didn't realize you, you said you know this this smoker produces this flavor or this this result I didn't really kind of looked at the smoker as part of that part of the flavor part of the the end mm -hmm. result but i've never really gotten that technical about it you know i, I kind of do my rub get my smoke monitor my temperature and pull it off in that you know kind of magic zone but so are you saying was that back to your airflow thing with offset smokers is is in like the size of the smoker and airflow really affects the flavor of the results or does like so weber smoky mountain smoker have a different flavor than than this other drum smoker over here yeah, so they'll have different flavors based on the kind of combustion that they use. So if you have charcoal with wood chunks and the wood kind of smolders, that will produce a certain kind of smoke flavor, uh -huh. right? So the size of those particles uh, will will show up in the color of the smoke that's exiting the smoker. So on I a large see. offset smoker, you usually don't see smoke at all. It's just kind of waves of heat, mm -hmm. right? So those those smoke compounds are getting heavily oxidized. It's an oxygen-rich fire. It's at a very high temperature. Usually the cold bed on those things 2100 degrees, something like that. Uh -huh. And so you're producing uh, different smoke compounds than you would get in, say, a Weber Smoky Mountain. And then with a pellet smoker, those pellets are only about 5% moisture by weight. And so you're getting almost exclusively carbon dioxide and water vapor when you burn that and not a ton of smoke flavor. So the kind of combustion really affects the smoke flavor that you get on whatever kind of smoker you're using. Would it be beneficial to kind of change the, the, the heat and type of smoke throughout the cooking process? Like, is there any kind of stratification that can happen with smoke? As in sometimes if I'm building a, so 
sauce. I'll start with, you know, onions and garlic, then stratify with like maybe a half a cup of vinegar, mm-hmm. and reduce that down. It's almost like it layers a puts a so you're a, saying like puts like a level of it. Yeah, and like then, start then I'll with, layer again, and then as you taste it, you can layer kind of backward flavor and taste your sauce. Yeah, I call it stratifying. Hmm. Can you do that with smoke and barbecue? Is that part of it? Like, okay, I start out with a hard, hot smoke that produces a lot of compounds because of the combustion. And then it goes to like a lower slow smoke. Do you ever fire it back up and get another hard smoke on it? Or is there different kind of compounds you can do with different temperature ranges? Yeah, so generally speaking for offset smokers, you wanna burn the same kind of fire at whatever temperature. It just happens to be a smaller fire. So you you, you change the temperature by the amount of fuel that you use, but you want the the products of that combustion to be the same regardless of the temperature. But I think for some things, like uh, pellet smokers, it would probably be very beneficial to have um, the computer set to cycle through different temperatures. So at a low temperature, you're going to get a lot of smoke, a lot of flavor, and then you increase the temperature, you have the mid-range smoke and flavor, and then really high temperature, you're going to have the high-range smoke and flavor, so you get the full spectrum of combustion rather than just, we're keeping it at this temperature for the whole cook. This is mm. stuff I want to try. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm, about, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, geeky, the geekiness yeah. of this. What about <laughs> sauces? Uh, kind of hit on it a couple of times. What about sauces on barbecue? I'm so this might be sacrilege. So there are two things that maybe this is uh, just something that doesn't make sense in my brain. Um, but there are two things that I believe. One is great barbecue doesn't need sauce. The other is I love sauce. <laughs> okay, sure. I like them both. Barbecue I contradict myself good. all the time when it comes to the food. Like, yeah. Barbecue sauce yeah. just tastes good. Yeah, uh, French yeah, you can almost do it. Yeah, it's, it's right. delicious. Yeah. It's a, spoonful of it. So yeah. what do you, how do you reconcile yeah. that in your brain? What do you do? I, I don't try to reconcile it. What do they call it? Cognitive it dissonance? Yeah. I think yeah. it's just yeah. too <laughs> much of a good thing. You know, yeah. It's a good stuff. It, for, for me, when I go to barbecue restaurants, I'll try the meat just by itself. Mm-hmm. And I'll think, it doesn't need anything. But it would be even one notch better sure. with yeah. a little bit of sauce. I yeah. mean, a little bit of sugar, a little vinegar to cut through all the fattiness and smoke. It just it just makes it that much better, yeah. every bite. I'm, I'm, I'm for I'm, sauce. I'm a sauce girl. I'm okay yeah. with sauce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, But I'm with you. I'll try, I'll try it without it. <laughs> yep. But, and then probably most bites I'll have without it. But then every now and then I'm like, a little dunk here. Is there a... You know, uh, a little taste. Try out all their little range of sauce. They got four or five. We're going to try them all. Right? Is there a universally approved uh, uh, barbecue sauce that everyone just... Said, I know. I, 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 every, no one doesn't like Sweet Baby Ray's. That's oh. correct. It's just no one doesn't like that. But is there one that you should be getting if you're, you know, going to go to the sauce route? So, when I would do barbecue pop-ups, and mm-hmm. d- these would happen at breweries, I think it's something to do with the legislation in uh, in LA County, where you can have a brewery, but if you try to serve food, it's much more difficult to get the licenses yeah. required. Anyway, they would bring in outside food, and so at first I was making my own sauces. And people try it. They'd be like, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> wow, okay, I've never had anything quite like that. And then I realized that what they really wanted was sweet baby rays. They wanted want. that sweet brown sauce. And I thought, why am I killing <laughs> myself to make this, yeah. you know, sure, sauce? Sure, yeah. smoke. Yeah. And they they wanted sweet baby rays, so I gave them sweet baby rays. Well, every, so, Twitch, it, it, like restaurants across the nation, and most of the guys that I know that, that have a barbecue item on the menu or whatever, you know, barbecue sauce, okay, wait, they make it. Then they get the can of ketchup, and they do their thing, and it's the same reaction. It's pretty good. But most of the guys that have killer barbecue sauce in restaurants that I know start with, basically start with Cattleman's. And they have a, a white or a red, and a, or a, I guess a, like a red sauce and a gold 
and you just doctor it basically you with make it your vinegar own. and other spices and you make it your own it's inexpensive you know oh, if you're yeah. gonna start cracking cans of heinz ketchup at you know 14 bucks a can and then have a sauce that's not as good you know done at the same price yeah. It's up to you, really. Let but. someone who who does it. I, it's how I feel about steaks. Let someone who cooks steaks, who cooks a thousand steaks a day, cook a steak for you, rather than buy one steak and ruin it, and you know, be upset. Go get stuff that's already done in the jar. They've done it for a hundred years, and yeah, it's delicious. That's right. <laughs> uh, good. You know, we got to take a break. I mean, we got to wrap up the show. But uh, Jeremy, Mad Science uh-huh. BBQ on, on so YouTube. enjoyable. Really, yeah, really. Yeah. Thank well, you for geeking out with us I about was, this. I love this stuff. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. Uh, and check out the podcast. You'll be able to get this on the uh, on the Podbean. We'll put a link on the Facebook page mm-hmm. to this. So if you just caught the tail end of this, we had an hour long barbecue conversation. It'll be on the uh, on the uh, podcast page again. Barbecue and more. Mm-hmm. Mad scientist BBQ. Jeremy, thank you so much. Oh, thanks thank for having you. me. Thank you. Back in well a week. We'll see you next week. It's yeah. Food News and Shoes Radio. Bye all.